My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. This is Real Talk on 91.3 FM. Assalamu alaikum. Yes, that it is Real Talk on 91.3 FM, Voice of the Cape Radio. Shukran so much for having us in your company all the way up until 9 p.m. Unfortunately, there's only a little bit of like a half an hour left that you have with us, but we'll make the best of it. So and right now we, <laughs> we kick into our next segment, which is our Influences. So this week we'll be speaking with two of our two of the 200 winners of the Mail and Guardian, Top South Africa Youth, who have been recognized for their amazing work that they do in their respective fields. So online with us right now, we had Head of Media, Communications and Marketing of SA of the Muslim Task Team, who is Mohammed Chunura and Technical Advisor at the International Climate Support Program, Alia Kaji. Assalamu alaikum and shukran so much for joining us. Walaikum salam. Thanks for having us. Assalamu alaikum. Jazakla so much for opening the platform to the both of us. Oh, it's our pleasure. I feel like we needed to speak to you to get some motivation. Yes. <laughs> so we'll firstly be talking to a, a Muhammad. So Muhammad, let's you know get right into the nitty gritty of it. Um, but first, I want to know what did your parents say when you told them about this accolade? Alhamdulillah, Shukar. So I think, um, well, I would hope to think that both of my parents are really proud of me in this regard. Um, and I think that it's very important that the youth of the country, you know, takes up leadership. We make sure that we make our leadership seen because at the end of the day, we are part of divinity. Mm-hmm. Part of God resides within us. And we have a duty and a responsibility as the youth of this country, as the majority of this country, to create the better world that we want to see. Absolutely. So, Muhammad, break down exactly what you do and how that makes you unique out of the thousands of entities that were on this list. Of course. So, you know, for me, this is something that I'm always asked, and I always say that I've never been concerned at being successful. I have always been concerned at being significant in my community. And this is something that Oprah Winfrey says time and time again, that with significance, automatically success will follow. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, from a very young age, I've always aimed to make a difference in my own right. And I've always stood for honesty, transparency, and accountability. And I've always stood with organizations, with individuals, and with tasks Mm -hmm. that stood for the basic advancement of social justice for uh, the South African population, for the global population, Mm -hmm. and for the world in general. So for me, it's very important in, you know... um, stuff that is really, really important to me is the advancement and the support of gender-based violence, mm. not just in South Africa, but around the world. And to make the world understand that no matter who the person is that is perpetuating gender-based violence and abuse against children, they have to be taken to task. Absolutely. And we have to make an example of those individuals. Mm. Another uh, thing that I'm really uh, sorry, Toyota, I think you wanted to ask a a question. No, no, brother, it's okay. Continue, inshallah. Of course. Uh, Another thing that I'm really passionate about is cancer awareness. Mm. Um, Mm. And on the 3rd of June 2020, um, I was actually really um, inspired by Nadia Jafta when she Mm. took the pledge, um, when she went bald for cancer. 
And on the 3rd of June 2020, I decided to remain bold for the next two years of my life. For one, raising awareness around cancer, and for two, to help the Cancer Association raise the much-needed funds that they need. Mm. So please, whoever is listening now, go to the Cancer Association, make your donations. Thank you so much. Mm. And maybe get a haircut. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, Alia, let's bring you into the conversation. I firstly also want to know, what did your parents say? You know, who was it that congratulated you first when you told them about your achievement? <laughs> well, it's a it's a big one, but um, just before I start, I uh, I wanted to acknowledge some of the incredible um, achievements of some of the others on the mail and guardian list as well. As uh, some of you may have seen, you know, the congratulatory poster going around uh, mm-hmm. that did leave a couple of people out. So I just wanted to mention um, Ashraf Bouli and Zainab Kader, also from Cape Town. But, you know, some of those who've also been shortlisted for their work, such as um, Irfan Mangera and Joburg, doing amazing work with, uh, with the youth clubs. So I think I really wanted to honor so many others on the list and mm. off. And um, I think part of the celebration when, <laughs> when that list came out was a little bit strange, a little bit surprising. Um, and I think the first congratulations came from so many people I've had the honor of working with uh, over the years as well. So it really was a, a collective success, I felt. Alhamdulillah, that was beautiful sister Shukran so much for doing that on behalf of all of us And then also based on, on our online research about you You seem to be really passionate about many issues Tell us about the ones that you feel deserve to take the spotlight I can definitely say wherever there is injustice hmm. And I think to place the victims of injustice Should definitely be the ones who should be able to express their own stories and express their own their own lived experiences. So, I I honestly never felt I'd make <laughs> a list such as this one. It, it is it is an honor, even though even though strange, because um, you know I've been involved in a few different a few different places. But mm-hmm. I think the theme and the lessons that come from Islam as well are wherever you see an injustice, you need to say something. If not with your uh, if not with your hand, if not with your tongue, then at least with your with your heart. So I think over the years, we, um, I think I learned growing up, I learned a little bit more about the world and, you know, how injustices can happen in different ways, shapes or forms. Um, you, you learn to speak against it or you learn to at least um, view it or understand it in, in different perspectives. So whether it's, you know, uh, communities that are badly affected by mining, whether it's standing together in solidarity with women who have not been allowed access to mosques or my my personal passion and my, my day-to-day work is working in, in climate change. We're looking at it from an injustice perspective. Those who are least at fault of, of the climate crisis that we find ourselves in will be disproportionately impacted the most. And so mm. I, I feel this shared does, you know, carry over in many different aspects just in, in the world. And so how do we respond um, collectively and how do we respond with the same kind of uh, passion and, and motivation? Mm. Before we continue and move over to, to Brother Muhammad, I just mm. want to ask regarding climate change. Uh, how, do mm. we, how do we justify fighting for a change we won't maybe be able to see? And how do we go about doing that? So I'm really, really, really inspired by, by collective action. So you might see or have heard in, in the climate change space, we always speak about you know, your, your own personal carbon footprint, um, you know, taking, taking flights, um, some people have gone gone vegan, and whilst on an individual level, that's really um, that's 
that that can be can be impactful in a, in a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. But I'm really inspired by collective movements that join together in solidarity to really, really uh, push for change at a government level, at a national level, and mm. and even at a, at an international level. So, for example, in South Africa at the moment, there's something called the Climate Justice Charter. And just as an example, um, the Climate Justice Charter is a set of ambitions for example, that uh, have been collected from many different grassroots uh, communities that are at risk of facing huge climate threats. I mean, we, we, we see it already, you know, intense storms, floods, the drought in Cape Town. Mm. Uh, so, so to say, we might not see the changes in our lifetime, but we're already seeing the impact. And mm. so how do we band together to really push for change from our government, um, from, the, from the people who can make the changes uh, that are making huge impacts, big companies, big polluters? And so for me, I, I really encourage everyone to get together and join in big collective movements and sign on to the Climate Justice Charter as well. Mm. Um, even if you Google that, you'll find it now. There's a petition going around. And as an example of change, this charter will actually be presented to Parliament on um, in October, I think the 16th of October. And how amazing is our constitution that we have a constitutional right to present the charter to Parliament and should it mm. enhance constitutional rights, has the right to be considered. So mm. that's just one example. And I, I, I hope, inshallah, and I pray that we do see these changes happening because our government is is starting to listen. Mm. Alhamdulillah. Yes, Sir Muhammad, we see that you are one of the younger Muslims on that list. Did you work toward being on the list or was it just, uh, for lack of a better word, collateral to your hard work and dedication? Okay, so this is 100% my plan for the last 10 years of my life. Um, And at 13 years old, I knew where I wanted to be and I knew the work that I needed to put in in order to get to where I want to be. Mm. So it was very much part of the larger plan and the larger plan is to run for the 2035 presidency of the Republic of South Africa, inshallah. So, Muhammad, now that you have this achievement, how do you plan on inspiring other youth to succeed and also envisioning themselves as the president of South Africa? Of course. And I think, and this is something that I've mentioned before, um, on other podcasts that I've done, i actually done a similar podcast with regard to Shamla Ramjawan, who was actually honored um, in, with a doctoral degree in humanitarianism. Mm-hmm. And I told her, you know, we hear all too often this term from the leaders of now, the older leaders of now, where they say that we are the future as the youth. Mm-hmm. We are not the future. We are the year. We are the now. We are here to occupy space. We are here to occupy the titles. And we need to make sure that we take up those spaces, we occupy those offices, and we make our leadership seen. I think that is very important. Absolutely. So, Mohammed, you were speaking earlier of being an activist of the cancer awareness, and you said you shaved your hair. So how do you use your voice and your platform to speak out against these atrocious acts that we see um, come with gender-based violence? A hundred percent. So as a youth and as a male with a platform, I think that it's paramount to speak on gender-based violence. As gender-based violence is a pandemic, and it, it is the duty of every single individual to speak up against this great injustice, and we have to make sure that we make sure within our communities and within our homes, it's so important. It starts within the home. Mm -hmm. If it's perpetuated in the home, it will go to the community. And if it goes to the community, it will then go out to the rest of the nation and the world. So everything starts in the home. So we need to make sure that, um, you know, equal rights, 
um, respect, dignity, tolerance is in the home initiated and then it can only be initiated out into society. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then can I just say, because you were speaking of equality, so how does Islam tie in with the goals that you have for society? A hundred percent. You know, so, so this is something that both um, we are taught both in Quran and in Hadith, that wherever we find ourselves, we have to make sure that we are pushing for justice, honesty and equality. Mm. And we have to ensure that we use our voice and our platform for the embatterment of society as a whole. And I think that it's very important that the youth does this, because the youth is the now, as I've mentioned. And we have the responsibility of shaping our future. And we can do it, and we can have an amazing future if we are required and if we, if we are going to put in the work that is needed for that future. Mm. And Alia, let us uh, delve in a little bit more as to what it is that you do as well. You know, tell us more about your career and how did you get to where you are right now? How are you feeling about where you're at? I, I hope it doesn't sound too much like a CV. <laughs> um, but I, I studied environmental sciences in um, at, at campus in, in Johannesburg and eventually I started working with um, KPMG. So I was in a unit called the uh, Climate Change and Sustainability Unit where we worked closely with uh, companies to Mm -hmm. try and manage their environmental impact or at least raise awareness in in a corporate space. Mm. And so at that stage... um, Sorry, I feel like this is a TED talk now. <laughs> um, but at that stage, you know, I, I had understood the, the science of climate change quite well and the physical mm. impact of it. And, you know, I quite naively thought at that time, oh, well, if we just tell more people about it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change things. And mm. I worked in that space for about three years almost. And, you know, at the end of the day, it was still about, still about making a profit. And I thought, what, what's happening? But like, mm. why, why can't people just understand that this is something happening and it's going to it's going to hurt people it's going to impact people yes. and so um i tried to uh, I, I studied a little bit further uh, after that and um studied a course called environment politics and development and really mm. started to understand some of the political and development challenges um that countries might face so you know you might consider south africa where we, we we still see ourselves as a developing country for the most part, you know, not not considering inequalities, but as a developing country who you know didn't have the chance to develop as some of those in the global north or in in, in the western part of the world, mm. where we still need to develop. And how they say that happens is burning fossil fuels, still growing the economy, still producing, still manufacturing. Um, and so I learned about some of the political impacts of that. However, mm. at the end of the day, the climate crisis still brings much devastation and much, uh, much, much damage. So, when I finished studying, I ended up working with uh, an NGO called called Action Aid that mm. worked very closely with um, a social movement called called Mining Communities United in Action or uh, Mining Affected Communities United in Action called Makua. Mm. And what the social movement was about. Um, uh, and where I learned a lot of the groundwork in, in, in grassroots activism was about how are you affected daily? How, how are your lived conditions in where you stay, where, where you are every single day? And 
mining is such a hugely important sector in South Africa, historically, most of all. But the communities who live in those spaces, literally right next door, literally with the mining company and mining operations in their background, have almost been underdeveloped. And so in my mind, it started to put together this picture of, well, climate change is going to bring devastation, but Mm. um, we need to stop mining. But those who also live next to mining communities and mining operations are are severely impacted. Mm. And what what I learned working there is that the community and the social movements had a really powerful slogan called nothing about us without us mm. Mm, I like, like that no planning no uh, no events no interventions no even charity for example nothing should happen if it involves you that you can't be a part of that you can't be participating in that you can't be a party to mm. and so I wanted to really um, you know put to you some of my my, my training and my, my studies in the climate change space um, and then my, my, my experiences were getting to witness what's happening in our own country, in, in, in the mining towns. Yeah. And try and, you know, maybe, what's the word? It's a very consulting word, but, but upscale <laughs> some of those efforts um, to, to really try and change either, you know, policy or how we implement policy. Mm. And so right now, um, you'll see my, my current role. I'm uh, what you call a technical advisor with a yeah. development company. But we, we work directly with government um, in South Africa to help um, implement or influence our national climate change um, legislation. Mm. May Allah allow you to achieve your goals there, inshallah. I mean. Inshallah. I mean, thank you so much for that. <laughs> and then finally, Mohammed, what do you suspect your 2021 holds and how will it make a difference for the people in this country, you know, since you've been planning your future since you were 10? Okay, so 100,000%. So I am actually in the process of planning for City of Johannesburg uh, Council elections in the 2021 elections. Mm-hmm. And I think that that will give me um, the opportune platform to make sure that service delivery and social justice, the way that I see it, can be implemented in the best possible way um, for our people. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's very important that, you know, these offices are taken up by the youth. Oh, all right, perfect. So shukran so much to Alia Kaji for joining us as well as Muhammad Junuda, who were the one of one of two of the candidates from the Mail and Guardian Top 200 South African Youth, or rather the winners, not candidates. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> shukran so much for joining us this evening on Deal Talk. I mean, Jazakallah so much. Thank you, Jazakallah. So so have a beautiful evening, inshallah. Absolutely. So with that, we just head out for ad breaks. And when we get back, we serve you the best of real talk.